weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. We're talking zombies and cannibals today. Yes, we are. But mm. before we do that, oh. we've got to talk about one striking at the heart of evil that happened this week. Oh, da da da. Which was the, f- the successful formation of the first ever Amazon Employees Union in the United States. <gasps> yes, fuck Woo! you, Bezos. Oh, you know what? Let, let's drink to let's that. Let's to that. Cheers. There we go. Woohoo. Oh, my God. So no more shitting in bags? Well, they've just got one site so far. But that is literally the fucking the one thing that Amazon didn't want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how it starts. This is how it starts. <gasps> oh my lord, this is fantastic. Yeah, it is absolutely. So the the workers of Staten Island, fucking good on you. Oh my god, just remember the workers united can never be defeated, especially when the space cowboy's in space <laughs> and he's not fucking watching what's going on on the ground floor. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. I think this is fantastic. Well, everyone is saying that, you know, the cost of living is rising yeah. and the cost of housing is increasing. The cost of waging is going down. Yep. Um, and the gap between the rich and the poor is at the farthest that it's ever been. Or as I like to call it, the deliciousness Rubicon. <laughs> at which point the rich become fucking very Delicious. tasty looking. <laughs> I'll have me some Bezos. You know what? It worked for France. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm just saying every now and then we just need to cull and eat the rich, you know, just to remind them. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not saying we have to go full communist straight away. but I reckon some of them look like Kobe beef as well. They have some very marbled... Marbled flesh. That's some some wagyu shit going on. Yeah. Absolutely, some yeah. fagua. Yeah, because it's it's all about you know they don't have you know the stress or the hormones that you know no. you, you and I have to put up with on a daily basis. You exactly, know. some very unstressed muscles. Exactly, <laughs> you know, prime pristine. So yeah, let's uh, eat the rich. Yeah, and their adult children. <laughs> <laughs> let's not forget the adult children. No. But they've got to be like tech billionaires and. Mm. Captains of industry. Like, I don't particularly want to eat, like, any country music stars or anything like that. Because they, they just got rich from being very entertaining. Like, yeah, no, no, people who genuinely, you know, like, got rich from their talent. That's yeah. fine. They can be spared. Yeah. Um. Oh, my God. Except anyone who's a modern artist. Modern art is shit. It's very weird. I don't care what anyone says. Like, yeah. oh, my God. Oh, my God. That robot that was leaking the fluid and they forced it to clean up its own fluid oh. while it slowly died. Yeah, that's fucked up. You fucking monster. You monster. I know. Well, well, they have to do it now because we can't use Amazon employees. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, this show is going to be... Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm very excited by that. I mean, it's, we need to take yeah, stuff back. You we know. do. Because I was watching, um, for anyone out there, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I do love zombies. I thought you were about to talk about being vegan. <laughs> I was like, here we fucking Everything go. is vegan with you. Oh my God. Fed you, Stop mentioning fed you, it. I fed vegan lentils to you and <laughs> everyone is farting. Really bad. To the point where it's actually quite cool outside, but I've got the air conditioner on. <laughs> this is how global warming happens. <laughs> you just have thrown in some seaweed. It makes you fart less. That's true. Oh, anyway. Yeah, because they've just got a ready supply of fucking seaweed. <laughs> 
I could go get it from the beach. Well, we know which class you belong oh, to. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my, oh, that's like, oh, my God. Can I just say on a side note, which was one of the fucking Kardashians, one of the ones that's not Kim, one of her hanger-on sisters, the mom with the big butt. Which, that's any of them. No, the other one is not Kim. Chloe? Is that the one? I yeah. don't fucking know. One's got a big butt and one's dull. That's I, their I personality. don't give a fuck about these people. Well, no, we don't. But the one with the big butt, this is why it's funny, decided to do this thing like with an article, be like, oh, my God, yes, come and look at my kitchen. Like, it's my pantry. Like, it's so organized. And it's this bullshit because everyone's getting on this, you know, hack of I want to organize my kitchen so yeah. my life is not, you know, a stink pile. But it's because the rest of us are working like – you know, 120 hour a week so we don't yeah. have time. Um, and it's just this shot of like, it's all these like pristine shelves with these pristine baskets with these little pristine stickers on it. And one of them, it just says, canned goods. Oh my God. Fuck off. You have never cooked with a canned good in your fucking life. No. Nope. the fact that you just have a basket that just says canned good. Do you know how much of my life is in a fucking can? <laughs> put it in one little fancy basket that just says yeah. canned goods fuck off I just put that sign on your front door <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you could get dicks canned but there we go <laughs> apparently you can oh my god put that on Uber Eats I would literally never leave my house again mm, canned <laughs> dicks <laughs> open it up it's just like those hot dogs that you, oh, it's like oh it, very gelatinous it comes in all that jelly no so it's pre-lubed what have you done with hot dogs Jesus Christ. Nothing. I'm vegan. Well, clearly. Oh. What have you done with the juice, though? Oh, it's not Is that like that aguafaba shit you get from chickpeas? No, I do it with chickpea juice, but not with hot dog oh, juice. Oh, God. Weird. Um, but no, but oh my God, on a side note, yeah, I I can't – I don't think we can be responsible for anything that's going to happen tonight. You decided to – when I came round, because you're like, oh, yeah, come round a bit early, and you decided that you would both – Prep us up, okay? Get us in a spot so we are primed for happiness and hilarity by making us sit down and watch James Cameron's Titanic <laughs> before we recorded to really lift the mood. My son mm. got to choose movies. Yes. And I gave him – I was very strategic about the page that I let him see on my – Google because I, okay. I basically have a lot of stuff on Google Movies. Because Oh, I don't think you should be showing him any of those pages. <laughs> well, there's really not much. On there. But I strategically scrolled to the point where, okay, you get to choose yeah. one of the movies that's on here. And I'll get you to the same page that I was on with him. Okay. What were the options? That well, you- no, you'll get to see them shortly. Okay. Because I was, just for shits and giggles, I was watching The Predator. Oh, are we, okay. Are we talking The Predator or The Predator? The Which Predator. One? The original. Oh, no, no. See, that's Predator. Predator, sorry. It's a, this is why it shits me when they made it the Predator. And you're like, this is going to cause arguments. Okay. So this is a fine selection okay. of movies that my son got to choose so from. So you wanted to watch Arnold Schwarzenegger. So okay. from in clockwise. So War of – okay, the, is that the original that's War the of the Worlds? That's the 1954 War of the Worlds. Still one of my favourites. It's amazing. The original War of the Worlds, Titanic, Tremors, yeah. and Twister. Yeah, he picked Titanic. <laughs> But the best part was yeah. he made me skip all the story <laughs> and just get to the point where fucking Jack is drawing <laughs> Jack is drawing Kate Blair. What's her name? Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Yeah. In the biff. In the biff, yep. And then so the boat sinks. It's just like, he is my son. <laughs> Let's just skip all the bullshit. Oh my god, it's story the lit- it's it's the story of your life. Just titties and a sinking ship. <laughs> There's some more merch. <laughs> 
Oh, this is my blues album. Oh, titties in a sinking ship. Sitting on the dock of the bay. Just some titties in a sinking ship. Oh my god, if that doesn't get us a golden guitar, I don't know what will. <laughs> Fuck. Oh my god. Well, yeah, we. Golden like, guitar being an Australian Country Music Award. We could do like a whole episode just on Titanic, which, from what I was judging, even before we had a drink, um, well, I had a drink, is just us, like, just. Just cursing everybody that was in Titanic. And some of the shit decisions that they were just made in life. As and then in crying. The characters or the, the actors? Oh, no. Just like, just, you know, just people of just, you know, oh, it's just, oh, I'm, I know oh, the ship's about to like hang on. I'm just, I'm just going to hang on with my teeny tiny little fingers. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, just, oh. and I said it to you earlier and I'll say it again. Okay. Yeah. I, I have a problem with the casting of Billy Zane in that role. Because he's a gorgeous man. Well, oh and my God. charming. Yes. Like, yeah. I think that's the problem. It's like I'm watching this movie and the whole movie, I'm like, Billy Zane is not that bad an option. Yeah. Like, just, just damn girl, you could do a hell of a lot worse than Billy Zane. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, if you compare him to any of modern captains of industry, you've got Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking Bezos. God, the Koch brothers. Yeah. like Oh, the- here in Australia, you've got Clive Palmer. Yeah, no. Morbidly obese 70-year-old man. Oh. Just, yeah, you know, or fucking, yeah, old Hefner. No, fucking, I would jump fucking Billy Zane Absolutely. with hair. I'd fuck Billy Zane for his money. Yeah, fuck yes. Oh, my God. And it's not just Billy Zane. It's Billy Zane with, like, studio character. special effect hair. <laughs> um, when you thought he couldn't look more gorgeous, yeah. um, they studio effect him up some hair. Yeah, oh my, it's just, yeah, that's the only problem with me. And it's like, Billy Zane is just such a charming actor. And yeah. just on life, he's such a charming, I've met him at a Comic-Con. He was so lovely. He's like Keanu, you can't make him into a villain. Yeah, yeah. He's it, just too charming. I know. That's that's the only problem with this film, where she's all like, oh yeah. no, don't touch me, I'd rather die. Really, girl? <laughs> Well, really? like, even in like Back to the Future, when he's one of the uncredited yeah. side goons, yeah. you're still just like, ah, it's Billy Zane. I know. I know. Oh, my God. Even when he – did you know he's in the first Critters film? No. Yes. That's oh amazing. My God. He is like the teenage boy that the teenage daughter goes out in the barn to mess around with, and oh. then a critter jumps out and eats his stomach. Oh. Yeah. Billy Zane, still star of that film. That's a, that's pretty much my sex education. My parents are like, if you ever go out into a barn to get a blowjob, yeah. you will have your guts eaten by a demon. Well, we've said this before. I think the whole idea of the whole point of eighties horror yeah. was to was studio executives trying to stop their teenage children having <laughs> sex. Because as soon as you have sex, dead. Yeah, puritanical ladies films. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally all that was about. Oh, a little bit of trivia. So yeah, um Billy Zane. Gets his big break in Critters 1. Yeah. Do you know who's in Critters 4? No. Leonardo DiCaprio. Wow. There you go. Critters. It's like the it's like porn, but a different franchise. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> like Stallone was in porn, wasn't he? And Kevin Costner. Well, I don't know. Are they, are they talking about – were they talk? See, when people say they he was in porn, yeah. I think they might have just been watching the original Death Race 2000. Oh, that's porn now. By Corman, yeah. It's so low budget. Yeah, it's, it's great. There's like, there's full titty and vag, so I think people think it's porn. It's not no. technically porn. Google S- Sylvester Stallone porn and you will get to see his monster dong. Oh, hello. Yeah. 
Hello. Stalin was a well put together young man. Look, I, I've I've had this argument with friends now. Yeah, I would still I'd still jump on Stallone these days. I've got a lot of respect for Stallone. He's a very smart man. Very smart man. He's like, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but his yeah. his commentaries, the old DVD commentaries, which yeah. I miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so good. Yeah. But um, yeah, his DVD commentary of Rambo was so good because yeah. he's just matter of fact about it. Like you know, normally like these people just get drunk and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this happened, and, and he's just like matter of fact. He's like, I've got a fucking hour. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you about how we made this film. Yeah. Well, because like, you look, because I know, because you're like, you know, like the hardcore, like you're onto cameras and stuff, and yeah. he's all like, "Oh, we used a, you know, a seventy inch and a thingy wide and yeah. all that." So, yeah, it's, it's so great listening to him. He's like, oh, "We couldn't get the lighting right in this scene, so we just cranked the shutter up to ninety degrees, and we used this light, and we made it look like that, and that's how it worked in the end." It was not what we wanted to do, but it worked in the end. Yeah, it's like fucking, how good is this? I know. I made the mistake of, I think it was two weekends ago. I was, you know, it was like a weekend. It was like a Sunday afternoon. And I just made myself like a, like a hangover, like burgers and fries. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to watch a bit of telly while I eat my burgers and fries. And then I'll go off and I'll start working on like the next, you know, the next script for the podcast. Yeah. And it was Rocky 1. Oh. And then it turns out the whole day into like midnight was a Rocky marathon. That's so good. And before I knew it, it was like one o'clock in the morning and I'm like five Rockies deep. <laughs> That's not the first time you've been five Rockies deep. <laughs> but no, you, you did know, grow up in Broken Hill. <laughs> That's the power of those movies, man. Yeah. Is like they are so well done. Even when you yeah. watch them all like back to back. Yeah. You just, not only that, Rocky had a shit life. He really did. Everyone he loved died and yeah he got fucking brain damage yeah cancer you know just oh no his wife did oh yeah that's right yeah 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 yeah. no 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 no, in the first of the um what's the 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 apollo movies you know he did that spin-off franchise yes yes why yeah they weren't in the marathon yeah he was getting chemo yeah 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 but up until well we just ended with rocky (sighs) 800. Um, <laughs> there was a few. With, with the restaurant, that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's. Yeah, he just comes back as the old man. Yeah. Yeah. Where they do the computer simulation and he's like, oh, I won't let a computer simulation talk trash about me. Yeah. Oh, you know, I still love him. Like, nobody does a montage, like, like a workout montage, like Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. And honestly, it shits me because if it was that easy. <laughs> to like get in shape. Yeah. If I could just do it over three minutes to the sound of a dramatic cracking 80s theme, I would be the most fit motherfucker in the world. Have you ever tried? Yeah. Methamphetamine. Because <laughs> that's, from what I understand, is how it works. <laughs> you start off trying it once in your friend's pickup uh-huh. and then flash forward to three years later and you're sucking dicks in that same pickup. <laughs> Much skinnier. Everyone here at just disclaimer at Gabin in the Woods would like to say that we do not endorse uh, the taking of methamphetamine for weight loss purposes. <laughs> oh well, I remember I did at one stage, like when I was playing rugby. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do like Rocky does, like, because um, I want to train. I'm not going to run on the beach, like on the shore, like an idiot. I'm going to go up to the sandy part and like run in the sand. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what smart. Rocky yeah. does. Yeah. You know, because it'll mm, make me t- – oh, my God. I did it for, like, 30 seconds. I was just like, fuck this now. I'm not Rocky like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do not have the heart of a champion. No. Yeah. Many years ago – when this is just before we get into the story for real, but many years ago when I was still playing in my band, the Guantanamo Bay City Rollers. Oh, yes. 
a couple of the guys in the band thought I was a little bit cranky because yeah. I'd come straight from work. Yeah. They're like, you're not into it. Like, I was like, oh, fuck, I just don't want to play this gig. It's fucked. No one's here. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I didn't know, but one of them spiked my beer with meth <laughs> and it kicked in right as no. the show was starting. Yeah. We have never played a gig faster because I had no idea what was going on. I just knew that I was energized and it was happening. <laughs> Oh, my God. And so then they just had to keep up with you? Pretty much, yeah. They were laughing towards the end because I had no idea why I, why I was suddenly full of <sighs> rage and energy and very focused. <laughs> it's their own fault. you know. It really was. It's the consequence of their own. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. I did watch a video the other day. It was very hilarious of a cat in a box and a child walked past it. Yeah. And as it did, it, like, launched an attack and scratched the kid's head and made it, like, run off and, like, cry. Um, and as that did it, the forward momentum caused the box and the cat to, like, fall off the shelf. <laughs> and they were just like, what do you know? It's the karma to my own consequences. <laughs> That's exactly what that is. Fuck cats. No. Oh. Yeah. Again, um, i just like to say everyone it- Gabbin in the Woods does not endorse the fucking of cats. <laughs> it is a crime wherever you are and just don't do it. They're squirmy. So if you get it done, oh! <laughs> squirmy, scratchy little flashlight. Uh, and yet you have a girlfriend. I don't know how. I don't. I, nobody knows how. <laughs> We're all shocked. Oh, my God. Oh, she could have had Billy Zane. I was getting hit on by text over dinner. Oh my god, you were too. It's weird. We've discussed this. It's because you've got the I'm in a I'm in a, you know, happy relationship. You're putting off that pheromone. Yeah. Um, so people are like men, women, dogs are all like Don't know what's going on. It's the it's the pheromones. Yeah. She, she can't smell me from suburbs away though. No, it's got on the wind. Man. <laughs> no, that's that's the vegan fucking lentils we have. <laughs> See, you fart. It's hilarious. I do it. Apparently, it's a capital offence. You did it into my microphone. Oh, well, I never hear the end of it. Oh, my God. You fart into one microphone. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to start an OnlyFans and become rich just to do spite it. you. There's a comedian. I see you shuffling your papers. We will get into the story <laughs> shortly. But there is a comedian by the name of Mr. Methane. Yeah. He's very big oh, in the God. UK. A lot of people will know him. He, yeah. Um, he calls himself the world's greatest flatulist. And he play- oh, God, no. He plays songs and all this no! kind of stuff. But the story I love is that he's done some really big TV shows in the UK. No. And he said that, like, one time this guy came out and he's just like, got, you know, because mic techs and sound people often have a favourite mic, uh-huh. that kind of stuff. And, like, for a shit band, they're like, they're, they're they're just going to be performative and drop the mic, like, you know, like they're in the hives or something like that. Uh-huh. Like, they'll go use the shitty one. And apparently this mic tech came out and he's just like, this is, you know, opens the box. Oh, like, this is my best mic. I would like for you to use this for oh, your God. show where you fart directly into the mic for an hour and a half. He's like, oh, you know, why are you doing this? Like, I'd be happy with just any old piece of shit. And he goes, yeah. because tomorrow night, Kylie Minogue is going to use that mic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he just wants to laugh from the sound desk. Oh, my God. You know what? And, and people laughed for years when um, Mariah Carey was like, I want a new toilet seat when I go to a new venue and a new microphone, and now we know why. Yeah, she's not crazy. It's because of Ben. (laughs) 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 Wow, okay. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of hate for Kylie Minogue. I don't know why. What's she done to anyone? Yeah. 
Oh. Yeah, I don't get that. Like, there's some singers I could totally understand it. Like, Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. I don't know why. I'd fart into her microphone oh, and find that funny. She could fart into my microphone. Oh, God. <laughs> I saw them playing at an outdoor festival in about 2003, and they were fucking excellent. Oh, really? Yeah, Black Eyed Peas were fucking great. Excellent. Do you pay any attention to the music? No. Or you just- Yeah, I get it. Because Fergie was jumping up and down. <laughs> And I was high on <laughs> ecstasy. And it was good. <laughs> there you go. There's the secret to enjoying the black eyed peas. Uh, Gavin in the Woods would like to formally say that we in no way endorse doing, uh, what were you doing? Ecstasy. Doing ecstasy and watching the black eyed peas. You know why I was doing ecstasy? Because it was $12 a beer in 2002. That's uh, why. Yeah, see, fucking fuck capitalism. Yeah. Oh, $12 a beer. Festival beer too, so it's shit. Oh. It's just, it just, do you know what I mean? It's like, we only get like a couple of days a week off. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like we're Amazon employees. Just, yeah, like, no, just, just let us have a $5 beer and watch some ditties bounce. Exactly. Like, is it too much to ask? Yeah. Fucking, just remember, this is why you join a union. Exactly. <laughs> $5 beers and titties. <laughs> oh my God, that's how you get people to sign up. Exactly. I was just thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> $5 beer and titties. <laughs> That's exactly why you should listen to this podcast. <laughs> we are all five dollar beers and titties over here. Workers of the world unite. The only thing you have to lose is your top. That's <laughs> <laughs> your inhibitions. <laughs> Marx was all about the titties. <laughs> Damn straight. <Yeah>. Woo! <laughs> oh my god. That's how you start a revolution. <laughs> are you a communist? Because I'm Stalin to see those titties. Oh my god! We've said this before, but I'll say it again. Young Stalin, I would have flashed my titties at Young Stalin. I would have flashed my titties at Young Stalin. Oh, yes, I would have been right in there. Speaking of which, we do need to do. I'm talking like I've been drinking. I'm on non. I'm on non-alcoholic beers. We need to do a story about the murder of Leon Trotsky. Oh, okay. That is fucked up. Okay. I only found out some things about that reasonably recently, which go against all the narrative. And, man, no matter what you believe in, Trotsky was fucking hardcore. Oh, okay. Okay. Although, is this the time should we be making enemies with Russia? (laughs) Oh, my God. Literally, my routine is, like, wake up to check on Zelensky. Yeah. That's, like, the president of Ukraine. That's literally all I do now. Just like, and then just through the day, I like to just check in, like, welfare checks, just make sure he's doing okay. Yeah. I love that man. He's doing fine. Oh. The the Ukrainian army has more tanks now than they started off with. (laughs) Ukrainian farmers (laughs) have more fucking tanks than we do at the moment. Yeah. Well, Australia's just announced we're sending tanks to Ukraine. Oh, really? Yeah, what the fuck they want our secondhand shit for? Yeah, like they can get the fancy new can, Russian shit for free. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they've got Russian Costco. They just take a tractor and bring it oh, back. Oh, my God. Is that like when you clean out your closet at home and you've got like, there's like there's like a half of jar of something and technically it's still good, but you think it's shit, but you, you, you feel bad if you throw it out because they're starving kids. So you're like, oh, maybe if I can find someone to take it. Is that what we're doing with our tanks? I think so, yeah. 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 Actually- on a side note, I think this is what's happening at the moment is really interesting because I think we're seeing – okay, there are stages with war in every stage of war where you come to a battle and 
you really see what has been superior equipment yeah. become outdated oh, on yeah. the field. Yeah. And it, it's happened with everything, you know, charging horse, um, you know, uh, just the different- The bow thing. and arrow. Yeah, you know, as it just becomes obsolete. Yeah. I kind of see, like, with this war and what's happening, are we seeing just the tank and modern war practices becoming obsolete? Because we're literally just seeing old grandmas with these new advanced, like, tank destroying weapons pull up in their Celica just like popping them out and everything is all drones 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 on the battlefield these days yeah so I kind of feel like tanks are so yesterday at risk of drawing every vagina that's listening to this podcast yeah uh, there's some really great threads on Twitter at the moment about why tanks are very much a World War II weapon yeah and they're designed for the plains of Europe yeah. in summer yeah and the way that Russia's tactics, they're not using tanks properly to support no. ground troop movement and all that kind of stuff. But you're right. Like we are, and Australia's just ordered something like $30 billion worth of tanks from the US, and it's yeah. fucking pointless. Yeah, good luck with that. Because what are we going to do? We're going to use them to invade China? Yeah. Fucking good luck. Yeah, they've got to fucking, like for us with tanks, they've got to already fucking be here for yeah. us to do something. And by the time we're here, yeah. we couldn't win a war against some emus, all right? No. <laughs> with or without a tank, we're yeah. fucked. <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, it's crazy. And China, China is basically the world's leading developer of drone tech. Yeah. So if we get in a war with China, we're fucked. We're so fucked. Yeah. Oh, they make those robot dog things. Well, that's Boston Dynamics in the states. But you, you know those those like those things can now open doors. Yeah. Fuck. We're yeah. Fucked. Fucking nerds. <laughs> Thanks, Fuck you nerds. nerds. <laughs> But they fucking work for Amazon too. In uh, the R and D division. No. Can we make a strike busting robot? Yeah, please. Let's do that. No, they should be on our side. If anyone's gonna get on board with five dollar beer and titties, it's gonna be the R and D guys. You'd hope so. Yeah. Everybody loves five dollar beer and titties at heart. Come on. Yeah. Who doesn't love a five dollar beer and titties? I don't know. Everyone. Fascists, that's so Yeah. Enough banter. <laughs> You know what it is? We we got so worked up with the capitalist struggle that is played out in the James Cameron masterpiece Titanic. <laughs> We're still a bit like antsy, you know, fucking locking us downstairs because we'd get locked downstairs. Oh, so we'd be chained to the pipes. Yeah, yeah. like 100%. <laughs> and, and that's not a metaphor for our drug use. <laughs> we would be chained literally to pipes. Oh, my God. And literally, just, oh, my God, I just hope that they chained me with my wine glass and then poor little Lou would be the one who'd be forced to, like, fight her way down to, like, come and save us. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't like stairs. <laughs> we are so fucked. We are fucked. So fucked. She'd, oh she'd be out floating on that door with her dog. Oh, my God. Well, I was going to say, yeah, my cats would be on there and just yeah. be like, no room, no room. <laughs> they push us off and drown us. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Capitalist. Cunts. <sighs> Let's talk about a happier subject, shall we? <laughs> What's that? Oh, my God. The subject of that week. Oh, my God. Well, it happened in the sunshine. So that's good. That's nice. That's Joan nice. Jonestown was particularly sunny. Are we talking about Jonestown? We're talking about the Miami zombie or <laughs> the Causeway cannibal. Oh, God. <laughs> the Miami zombie, every fucking lazy late night rider in America just goes, do you mean President number 45, Donald Trump? <laughs> Pay me. Uh, look, it's just another bright, sunny day in Miami. The sun was shining and party season was here. 
But on Saturday, May the 26th, 2012, on a pedestrian and bicycle causeway, an 18-minute attack in broad daylight would drive a biblical fear into the hearts of people around the world. As there, on a bright sunny day, as he became known by the press, the Miami zombie. (laughs) Fuck. The causeway cannibal. (laughs) would dine out on his victim's face. Jesus. And it was all captured on security footage. Man, you got to fuck up if you become infamous in Florida. All in this week's episode of Terrifying Takeout (laughs) or The Free Range Highway. Nice. Or Flow Riders Face Off. (laughs) <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's all I got. I'll just Uber Eats where you eat the driver. <laughs> oh, now, zombies are without a doubt, we all know, it's one of the most consistent fan favourites, I think, of like the last 60 years. Overplayed, some people might say. <laughs> Look, Died of the Living Dead, Shaun of the Dead, we have all watched and we've screamed, Dumbass! You know, as people try to like leave the shopping mall or try to hide behind three planks of wood against a window. Uh, shows like The Walking Dead and Zed Nation have left us plan out in our heads how we would flee the city, which of our mates we would take with us, and which ones we'd trip to save our pets. I mean, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Especially considering the last few years, if you don't have a bug out bag, do you even really want to live? Define bug out bag. I have throwing knives, a machete, a crowbar, two pairs of clean socks, paracetamol, antibiotics, water, food, zip ties, and a bottle of Jim Beam ready to go at a moment's notice in a backpack, don't you? That's just you going to work though, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It's a Friday night. (laughs) Do these antibiotics cover syphilis again? You don't have a bug out bag? I don't have a bug out. I don't even have fucking two pairs of jocks. You need to have a bug out bag at all times. Are you a drug dealer? From now on, you need to pronounce Miami as my jammy. My jammy. It's my jammy. Not only do I have an emergency backpack, I actually have like two emergency, uh, like I've got an emergency backpack cat carrier. And I've just bought like a, a second shoulder one because now I have two cats. So I could bug out with my two cats. I know you think you're Ellen Ripley. You've got to be prepared. Oh, my God. What? This shit happens, man. Especially the way the world's going. Come on. Okay, how far are you getting with one bottle of Jim Beam? That's going to get you to the end of the street. <laughs> That's breakfast. <laughs> you're not going far. It's just to get me to the next location. <laughs> No, you need you need alcohol because not only are you stressed, but you can also use it as an antiseptic. Yeah, you can use it as a bargaining tool. That's, um, that's what blowjobs are. Or you, we discussed so, uh, these. You, you are all about blowing. I'm not giving anyone a blowjob I'm, in the apocalypse. I'm doing heaps of apocalypse blowjobs, but I'll need that whiskey to rinse my mouth afterwards. So maybe that's what it is. It's like fucking Fury Road mouthwash. <laughs> no, isn't that the gasoline that you're siphoning <laughs> from the tank? <laughs> No, we metaphorically yes. We've discussed this before. We both have very different plans on how to handle the apocalypse. I'm sucking my, I'm sucking dicks through the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. We've already, and I am not. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm taking my cats and just 
Get the fuck out. I should take binoculars so I can just watch you at a distance giving blowjobs and having a laugh. <laughs> You're dogging in the apocalypse. <laughs> I can carry on the podcast. <laughs> and I'm just going to call it, what's John doing now for petrol? <laughs> Look, I'm six foot one and, uh-huh. and fairly large. Mm-hmm. I'm a delicious meal. Mm-hmm. If I can prove I've got a use beyond quips, quips are useless. In the apocalypse, <laughs> quips have no currency. It's going to be like Bitcoin. People are going to be like, who gives a fuck yeah, about yeah. your quips and your Bitcoin? Yeah. And I'll be like, but how about this? <laughs> oh, my God. You don't think, think funny is going to cut it in the apocalypse? No. Have, have you seen Schindler's List? They got fucking violinists and they're just like, I'm a violinist. Shut the fuck up. You make hinges. Yeah. That's what you do. Oh, no, I don't. I'm a violinist. You make fucking hinges and you live. Yeah. That's yeah. That's how the apocalypse is going to work. I guess it's true. Like when I watch like- I tell people I'm a stand-up now and they go, ugh. <laughs> What's even worse? You're a stand-up and a podcast. Oh, no. Oh, God, I'm fucking lame. <laughs> I'm so lame. I contribute nothing. Actually, like walking the walking dead, yeah. I don't like. I don't see a particularly funny person in no. that. Yeah. Can you tie a knot? Can you kill things with a shovel? Oh, see, I can. Um, I'm happy to like kill things like a motherfucker. Like I will kill things like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> That's going to be my currency. <laughs> I don't come to your work and knock the dicks out of your mouth, zombie. <laughs> Probably because I've got other people's dicks in mine. See, we've got plans. You know, <laughs> so you're kind of preparing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my lord. Uh, but if there's one thing, look. So we can prepare. That way for the zombie apocalypse. Yes. We can have a little bug out bags. You can, you know, practice your blowjob <laughs> technique. A, a chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and some mints. That's yeah. all you need. <laughs> like a fucking Uber driver. Apocalypse ready. <laughs> oh, Lord. Now, it's one way to be prepared for that. Yeah. But it's another thing to be actually be prepared for the sight of a zombie actually eating the flesh of another human being. Yeah, that's that's extreme. Rudy Eugene was born on the 4th of February 1981 in the Jackson Memorial Hospital in Miami, Florida. Both his parents having immigrated from Haiti. His father left before Rudy was born. The divorce finalized only months after Rudy's birth. Rudy never met his father who would die when Rudy was only six years old. So Rudy was raised by his mother. Mm-hmm. And on most Sundays, he would accompany his mother to the evangel- I can't say it, evangelical Baptist church. He played football for the North Miami Beach High School team. Then after graduation, he worked a number of jobs, everything from McDonald's to a CD store to telemarketing. Right. In 1997, at the age of 16, Eugene would be arrested for assault. He would be arrested again seven years later in 2004, this time for assaulting his own mother. Oh, okay. At age 23, Eugene found himself still living with his mother. It's very Mr. T-like. There is no other. (laughs) On the evening of February the 25th, 2004, Eugene got into an argument with his mother. If you don't like it, move out. He then broke her dining table and smashed items around her house while screaming at his mother. His mother later told police that he yelled, I'll put a gun to your head and kill you. 
you sure a Haitian man would sound like that? He'd been raised in Miami, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Before shoving her, concerned neighbours heard the disturbance and phoned the police. After the police arrived, Eugene was taken into custody and served pro prohibition for the charge of resisting an officer and minor marijuana charges. Oh, the devil's led us again. Which Eugene told the judge he wanted to quit. I want to quit you. <laughs> Eugene was arrested another eight times, all oh, for petty crimes. Couldn't quit that marijuana, hey? The following year, somehow, Eugene got married. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> nothing sounds like sexy and responsible than living with your mum and uh, being arrested for threatening to kill your mum. <laughs> his Tinder profile picture must have been amazing. Oh, my God, it's just his mugshot. <laughs> and then him with a fish. <laughs> the marriage, surprise, surprise, lasted less than three years, from 20, 2005 to 2008, with his estranged wife filing for divorce, citing domestic violence. Oh, yeah. And the divorce was granted on January the 8th, 2008. There were no children from the marriage, thankfully. Jenny would later describe Eugene to Miami TV by saying, I wouldn't say he had mental problems, but he always felt like people was against him. No one was for him. Everyone was against him. They might have been. He sounds like a dick. Yeah. Eugene started washing cars at a car dealership and his friend said that he had started talking about starting his own mobile car washing business. Sounds good, you know. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna settle down. I'm gonna change, you know, change my life. Bit of progress. But Eugene's friend Bobby and Joe, who had known Eugene for 15 years, they met in middle school, told CBS Four News that they knew their friend had a secret. Bobby says he saw Eugene three days before the attack. He said he has something that he wanted to tell us, but he didn't know that we would understand. Eugene did not reveal his secret. But Bobby says, his last words to me were that he wanted to get his life right and that he wanted to get closer to God. Okay. The body of Christ indeed. His friend also adds, and he wanted to stop smoking pot. <laughs> <laughs> that on the table. Yep. Yeah. Um, this, this is a clear-cut case of reefer madness we're dealing with here. <laughs> Ronald Edward Popo. No. Popo. Oh. Popo. Oh. Yeah, little Popo. Oh. Popo was born in Brooklyn, New York on May the 17th, 1947. Little is known about his younger days other than he won a place at the Stuyvesant High School in Miami. Stuyvesant High School? Yeah. Yeah. They literally, no, I'm sure it's just someone's name, but it can't have been the cigarettes. It it would have been the people who owned the Stuyvesant cigarette place. (laughs) That's amazing. Surely, back in the day. Come on. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Now, this is actually a really prestigious school. Oh, okay. And the only way that one can get placement into the school is via marks on its specially designed entrance exam. (laughs) And only the highest marks are offered a position. The school is specifically designed for academically gifted students. 
Being a cigarette company, though, is that academic gift being able to lie about the dangers of cigarettes? Yeah, basically. I'm here to study medicine and sell cigarettes. (laughs) Great for you. It emphasis on subjects such as mathematics and science. Yes. And the relaxing nature of tobacco. Oh, of course I'm not. (laughs) I'm majoring in coffee and cigarettes. Yeah. Today, the school is ranked as the number one public high school in New York and ranks number six in the country. Graduates of the school include United States Attorney Generals, physicists, chemists, surgeon, genome researchers, and a comedian. Oh, which one? One comedian, Billy Eichner. No way. Yeah. There you go. Who knew he was gifted? There you go. Never would have picked that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it is only one of six secondary schools in the world that have educated four or more Nobel Prize winners. Fuck, all right. Yeah. So um, they've got their shit together. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember, like, our high school would, like, put up banners if somebody went to university. <laughs> or, like, got a job in anything other than the mine. So, you know, I guess it's all relative. Yeah. You know? uh, now, whilst at the school... Popo was in the Latin club. <laughs> he was not getting laid, in other words. <laughs> he was in the Latin club and worked in the school's guidance office. Okay. After high school, Popo enrolled at the City College of New York, which has had, because I know you're going to say City College, but they've actually had 10 Nobel Prize winners attend their school. But in late 1966, age 19, Popo dropped out. Okay. Ten years later, Popo would find himself homeless and on the streets. Popo's family, including his daughter, would never hear from Popo again. The family suspected that he had killed himself and was in fact dead. Oh. Popo had had, in fact, been living on the streets for the last three decades. He had been arrested over the years for vagrancy, public trespass, public intoxication, all of that bullshit to, you know, punish the homeless. Yeah. Um, At around 2001, Popo was shot by an unknown assailant at Waterfront Parklands in Miami. Oh. There's some fucker driving around shooting homeless people. Oh, probably Trump. His assailant was never caught. Popo received medical attention. His address was listed at as a nearby Salvation Army homeless shelter. But eventually, Popo ended up back on the streets. That's what you do when you have no services. That is very true. Felix Freshwater. I swear that's a name. (laughs) Fucking, I was going to say, these names are like straight out of porn. I know, seriously. (laughs) Felix Freshwater took the dick out of his mouth. (laughs) to say he was Popo's classmate at Stuyvesant. He was now a plastic surgeon. Oh, wow. As much as his name would suggest otherwise. (laughs) And he said, quote, the sad reality is there are many brilliant people who became schizophrenic and end up on the streets. Oh, how prophetic. Andrew, another homeless man, said Popo lived on a cardboard box not far away from the attack. And would often sit and just listen to his radio. Andrew said about Popo, He didn't mess with anyone, and he seemed like a very educated man. And adds, but I don't know how he ended up living here with us. 
Two days before the freeding frenzy. Oh, God. The Miami Homeless Assistance Program offered to provide Popo assistance. But Popo, not unusually for a man who has had unchecked schizophrenia for the majority of his life, declined their help. Yeah. If only they had insisted. (laughs) Rudy's girlfriend noticed Eugene behaving oddly at 2am Saturday morning. When she woke up and saw him rummaging through their clothes, their clothes dresser, Rudy left saying that he was going to Urban Beach Week and left the apartment. That is some odd behaviour. <laughs> it's very odd behaviour. Yeah. Now, you're going to ask me, what is Urban Beach Week? It sounds like it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> what? Awkward for the explanation that I've just written for Urban Beach Week, doesn't it? It sounds like the much shittier version of Shark Week. It's a hip-hop and reggae festival. Uh, Urban Beats or Urban Beach? Beach. Okay. Yeah, Urban Beach Week. And it's held over the Memorial Day weekend since 2000, all throughout Miami's South Beach. Hear me try and white-splain it to you. I think you mean Beats. (laughs) The coloured folk refer to it as beets. Yes, thank you, white man, for explaining <laughs> that to me. As I disappear in a cloud of stuversant smoke. <gasps> like Kaiser Sose. Oh, it is an over-the-top extra- extravaganza of fashion, concerts, parties and live live shows. The party usually lasts about five days and it usually attracts between 250 and 300,000 people each year. A five-day party in Miami, you say? Yes. Does this involve cocaine? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, sir. <laughs> Reportedly... Council hates the festival. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like in a kind of animal house way? Get these kids off our lawn. It's literally that, claiming that there's lots of property damage. (laughs) And council has tried repeatedly to shut down the event. But as it is organised by private parties and private venues, council can do little to shut it down. They need to treat it like a movie and have a water skiing contest. (laughs) Only then. Only then. Now, in 2011, police shot an allegedly armed man at the event. Okay. Turns out police don't like the event either. Oh, really? Now, the council had tried restricting drinking hours and attempted introducing a curfew in 2012, but simply it just didn't work. So instead, the police turned out in force to the 2012 event with almost 600 police officers on duty. Okay. Where do you even get 600 cops from? I don't We wouldn't even have that many in this whole state. I know. Oh, my Lord. And all eyes were on South Beach. <laughs> the police arrested 431 people over the event and impounded 25 guns. 25 guns. The shit's getting a little bit cray cray. Actually, 25 guns at a hip hop festival is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that was just school kids. I know, because like, there's nothing worse when, like, you know, Flow Rider is like, fire them guns in the air, and you're just like, oh. Oh, uh, sorry, we're responsible. Yeah, you can't just get your little app on the phone that makes the little <laughs> pew pew noises. It's all the same. Yeah. Oh my God. Unless it was like the annoying white kids of Florida. Are you, yeah. 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 Because yeah. I know Florida's got a great hip-hop scene. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like it's it would always be like everyone just having a really good time and then it would be pretty blap or a white guy <laughs> shows up. Yeah, then, oh, here come the pastel jumpers. Oh my god. Oh. Or people had heard that there was gonna be a vanilla ice concert. Oh, I would I god. would arm up too. God, yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. But it seems these six hundred cops were everywhere, but they where they needed to be. Yeah. In the morning of May the 26th, 2012, Rudy Eugene drove his purple Chevrolet Caprice. Hello. By the way, I googled purple Chevrolet Caprice. Yeah. Bitchin'. They're pretty cool. Oh, my God. I so want one. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was like, this car sounds ridiculously over the top. And then I saw it and I'm like, yes, it is. And I want one. (laughs) Oh, my God. Can you imagine popping down to the shops with one of them? Hang on, I'm just going to Google it. Yeah, Google purple Chevrolet Caprice. Was that like the 80s one? It's like it is a straight 70s pimp vehicle. Oh, my God. Whenever you like, whenever those those like black plantation films, this was always the car I'm sure that they would have used. Okay. It's fabulous. They're so over the top. I love it. Okay, here we go. My very slow phone is catching up. Holy shit. (laughs) That's so good. How how much I would have to buy a very wide brimmed hat oh, that, while driving it. Yeah, that's clearly. That's got some kind of Alonzo from Training Day. Yeah, kind of feels. But that was a Monte Carlo. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I know. It's it's like a seventies pimp ride. That's fucking awesome. I love it. Yeah, yeah I know. Okay, so I'm sympathising with a cannibal here, but let's go. Oh my, are you kidding? I want one. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Um, I would hire like hot prostitutes just to like be my bitches sitting yeah. in the back, just being like, "Yeah, be your bitchy bitches." If you're the kind of guy that drives that, I would expect you to eat pussy, <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily a homeless guy's face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make but love we've that all been that horny. <laughs> oh, <laughs> again, your apocalypse experience plan is <laughs> very different to mine. Oh Lord. So he was driving his spectacular car, adorned with Haitian flags, down to Miami Beach. Rudy had asked a friend to come with him, but his friend declined. Now, later Saturday morning, the sun was out and shining bright, not a cloud in the sky. Rudy was driving to Miami Beach, Florida. But unfortunately, his car broke down. Oh, Rudy spent about 35 minutes at first as if he was under the hood trying to fix his car and then just sort of, you know, um, you know, worrying to and fro around the car. So he was there for about 35 minutes. After these 35 minutes, around noon, Rudy simply abandoned the car and began crossing the span of the MacArthur Causeway which is which is a large freeway, right? Which is about three miles long or four point eight kilometers. Right. The sun was out. It's so, hot. So he just started walking it. Just started walking it. Just Fair left his car side of the road. Just starts walking. <sighs> Sun's beaten. It's hot. Yep. So hot, Rudy began removing his clothes. So far, still not terribly worrying. Item one by one. Until he was completely naked. Okay. I mean, Haitian men are quite beautiful, mm-hmm. but maybe you're stepping over a line. Yeah. And I mean, if those rumours, you know, are to be believed, nothing to be ashamed about. Well, there you go. You know. But yeah, maybe 
you know. Be on the lookout for a three-legged man <laughs> on the causeway. Might be a cock squatch. So he began removing his clothes, completely naked, even removing his shoes. Ah, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, ow, Bernie. Yeah, nude with boots, mate. Keep it on. But the thing is, when he dropped his clothing, like when he dropped his pants, his driver's license was still in his pants pocket. Okay. He just dropped them one by one, as well as torn out pages from his Bible. Okay. As he was walking along, as he crossed over the freeway, he came to a pedestrian and bicycle causeway. There, as he comes along, he came across 65-year-old Popo. Okay. At 1.55 p.m. Okay. It's been about an hour and 55 minutes. Um, now, the thing is, this actually took place near the headquarters of the Miami Herald um, in the Arts and Entertainment District. So... A security camera on the side of the building managed to catch a lot of this. Okay. Um, e- Eugene came across Popo, who was lying on a piece of cardboard listening to his radio. Yep. Um, what happened next was quite shocking. Um, Eugene started pummeling the man. Started pummeling Popo. Right. And started hitting him repeatedly about the head. Okay. Then when he knocked Popo unconscious, he removed his pants. Like, so this is like a bad black exploitation version of the Terminator at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah. Yeah. So he removed his pants and then removed his shirt. Okay. Popo was now unconscious in the bicycle pathway, completely naked. Okay. So there's two nude dudes. Two nude dudes. One of them completely unconscious from physical violence. Yes. Okay. Um, well, he was unconscious, but then they, um, he, as he started to come around, uh, Eugene straddled Popo. Okay. And then proceeded, using his teeth, to bite Popo's face repeatedly, literally... Biting and gnawing the skin from Popo's face. Oh. Literally chewing his face off. Fucking hell. He, including, he chewed his nose off. He chewed his lips off. Oh. He chewed his eyebrows off. Oh, my God. And they think at some stages um, Popo actually regained some level of consciousness. Oh. And then at one stage, Eugene popped out his eyeballs and squished one. Oh, fucking hell. This attack lasted for 18 minutes. Christ. Now. Please tell me Popo died. While this was happening, so this was all carried by the security footage on on the paper. The really good thing is don't go looking for the footage. Um, or any of the photos. Um, I guess the the only the the good thing is the security footage, where it's placed and where it happened on the causeway. Basically, you can see from the knees down. Okay. Of of the attack, so you don't. There's 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 no there's no footage. Thank God of like the actual chewing or eating of the face. You literally just see 
these two, you know, sets of legs. Yeah. You know, and sort of the struggle and then another man being um, straddled. Right. So he was literally <clears throat> ripping the skin off, off Popo's face. Christ. Okay. Yeah. Ripped all of the skin off his face. All that was left was a beard. Oh, God. Everything else was just the flesh, was just being torn off. Oh. While this happened, a bicyclist, <laughs> he oh. was just going out for a bicycle, was coming down the ramp of the causeway, came around the corner and saw one naked zombie literally eating the face of what he thinks was a a human being. Well, every, everything else was a human being, but with no face. Christ. The person on a bicycle decided to phone the police. Funnily enough. Uh, so, luckily, the Lycra Patrol, you know, <laughs> had a phone, went and phoned the police. Now, again, on the security footage, so they actually sent a lone police officer because everybody else was at this bloody music festival. Yeah. You know, oh, there's no other crime happening in the city. Let's pick on some kids enjoying a music festival. Um, they sent a lone police officer in a car. Yeah. When the uh, police officer comes across the scene, Jose Ramirez, he arrives. He got out of the car because uh, so he's on the freeway. Yeah. Because the, the causeway is next to it. And you can actually see the footage as uh, Ramirez gets out of the car because he – I don't know what the dispatch said, but they obviously didn't convey the situation of what was happening. Right. We think it was – some. they just reported there's two homeless men having a fight. Yeah. So you see Officer Ramirez get out of the car and walk over to sort of like the concrete barrier between the causeway um, and the highway. I've never seen this before. You actually see the cop do a – what the fuck? And actually, like, jump back in oh my shock. God. Um, as we would find out from Officer Ramirez, when he approached the scene, he he thought Popo was dead. Yeah. Popo, it turns out, was still alive. Oh God. Officer Ramirez drew his gun. Yeah. And pointed it and yelled for him to stop. Yep. At which point. Eugene turned to the police officer, flesh dripping from his lips, and snarled at the police officer. Oh, my God. Like an auto. Then turned back to continue his assault on Popo. Ramirez fired a shot, which uh, struck Eugene. Yep. Made no impact. Oh, fucking what? Didn't stop him on. He continued the attack. Officer Ramirez would take four bullets until Eugene was actually stopped the assault and you see him fall off Popo's body. Wow. Yeah. So, like I said, he actually thought Popo was dead at this stage. Um but and it, it's so it's so awful because like in the the live footage you can actually see Popo's legs moving. Oh God! So he was actually like obviously I mean he would have gone into yeah. shock. So don't go looking for this footage. Yeah, don't go for it. Don't go looking at the footage because obviously they took pictures um, when he arrived at the hospital. Oh God! It is one of the worst things I have ever seen. Like you know when you get a tray of. So picture a tray of mincemeat. Yeah. 
but when it's really bloody. Oh, God. That was his face, but with a beard on it. Oh, my God. Just Trey and Mincemeat with a beard. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, we can tell from the surveillance footage that the attack lasted for 18 minutes. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, so Ramirez was very shocked that uh, Popo was still alive, so he called the police and he was taken to the Jackson Memorial Hospital in critical condition. So at this point, Rudy's dead, yeah? Yes, yeah. yeah. The, the fourth bullet killed him. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, like I said, he, he shot him like once. Yeah. Nothing. <sighs> Didn't even stop him down. Now, poor uh, Popo, 80% of his face above the beard missing. Oh. Just completely gone. And yeah, his left eye gouged out. He then had to undergo facial reconstruction surgeries that would take months to complete. Well, lucky you went to school with a plastic surgeon. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Dr. Freshwater. Freshwater. (laughs) School reunion, what have you been up to? (laughs) Maybe you could do something about this. Jesus. Oh, my God. But, yeah, oh, my God. Like I said, yeah, watching the footage, yeah, I've never seen, like, a cop actually do, like, it was like in those movies where people are like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm guessing a cop from Florida has fucking seen some shit. He seems, he's been to Beach Week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking seen some shit. He's seen Vanilla Ice live. Yeah. He's, he's seen the depths of mankind. <laughs> Nothing on this. He's seen white girls try to twerk. Yeah. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> one of my one of on a, one of my favorite. There's a bit of of a footage, and it was this like it's all these people like you know like you know a circle is formed and and someone's going into the circle and they're doing these like really like kick ass like you know like b-box and all these like fantastic moves like it's yeah. spectacular you're looking at everyone and you're like oh my god like i'd pay money to see that in concert you're amazing how do you do that like yeah. with your body and you know and everyone's all like yeah yeah and, like getting into it yeah <laughs> it's like completely like white chick with like no butt just sort of like <laughs> always pushes someone else the way to get in there and it's just like eh, eh. and I don't even know what she was trying to do like with her butt and it's just everything just goes completely silent and it's just com- and all you can hear is like the clap of her shoes and she's like <laughs> bouncing like up and down and everyone's just like so quit fuck so quit so maybe they maybe they put him off Beach Week because he'd just seen one too many, like, <laughs> dance-off failures. <laughs> I'm burnt out, man. I just can't do it no more. What I need is some street cannibals. <laughs> Something a bit different. Live it up. Yeah. Mix it up. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, nobody needs to see that. Uh, so, yeah, they raced Popo to surgery, who, yeah, was still alive somehow. Fuck. And he had to go numerous facial reconstruction surgeries and it took months to complete so he spent months just living at the hospital because obviously you've you've got mush yeah you know you can't eat you can't do anything yeah oh my lord what a dilemma for the u.s health system oh i know (laughs) where do we send the bill yeah salvation army Oh, they would have fucking tried. Oh, yeah, they would have tried. Oh, my God. Let's bankrupt this homeless, faceless man. Well, I think it's like, you know how they try, like, because we know that the American healthcare system, ha, 
I'm going to use that term loosely. Like, we know it literally kills thousands of Americans each year. But then they try to compensate that for that because they'll be like, oh, once a year, like, one person gets as much health care as they want for free. Yeah. Um, Popo was that person. Oh, okay. You know, that got the the health care and went, yeah, we'll give you the health care that everybody should have access to on a daily basis for free, but whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying, we have free healthcare for everybody and it hasn't bankrupted our system. No. Yeah. There we go. So oh. the hospital turning up, looking at his face, look at its red little fucking communist. I suppose he wants free healthcare, does he? Yeah. Oh, this is how it starts. Yeah. Got your face eaten off, did you? Should have worked harder. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you seen Kim Kardashian is now giving, like, work advice to people? Yeah. Yeah. Work harder. You fucking work harder on your fucking sex tape. <laughs> Anyway, ah, not that we're a bit of bitches. So, yeah, poor Popo, he would live, but he would remain permanently disfigured and blind. Oh, God. Because obviously one was gouged out and squished, and the other one was damaged so much it was it was <sighs> useless. A fund was set up. Mm-hmm. So you think you, you, you literally had your face, like, eaten off. Yeah. Yeah, the public's going to get behind you, you know. And they raised $100,000. It seems a bit shit for your face. That's pretty shit. That's pretty, like, fucking America. Yeah. Like, 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 fucking Bezos, like, how much does it cost to send one of his bullshit records to space? <sighs> fucking, do you know what I mean? Get fucking, buy fucking Popo a permanent fucking healthcare nurse, you know, yeah. but whatever. Oh, Lord. Anyway, it took a while before Popo was even able to talk to the police. Oh, God. You can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for a start, I have no lips. Yeah. I can't move my face. Yeah, he was just unconscious, medically unconscious for a very long time, oh, obviously. Poor fucker. When, and he had schizophrenia, let's oh, not forget, during God. all of this. Jesus. Like, America. Am I imagining this? No, it's pretty real. Yeah, this fucking this one feels real. Like, I've had this dream before, but this one kind of feels extra punchy. Ooh. Yeah. It's like we were talking about this in Titanic, the guy who, like, falls off the Titanic and falls into the propeller Oh, plane. propeller guy, yeah. <laughs> and we were saying it's like, it's just life where it has to get that last fucking, like, dig in. <laughs> this is fucking popo. Like, yeah. it's just fucking, just when you think the homelessness and the schizophrenia and the being shot isn't enough. <gasps> Let's have someone eat your face. Oh. oh, Lord. Um, it always reminds, there was, I remember there was just this, this something. I think it was after one of the multiple school shootings. Yeah. And some, like, woman was getting on being, oh, like, it's all God's plan. Like, we're not supposed to understand God's plan. Like, God never gives you more pain than you can deal with. Oh, really? Really? I think of times like this and you're like, really? This is a test? This is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Like, flat tire on the highway, that's a test. Yeah. You know, fucking guy lit cannibal eating your fucking face while you're conscious. After 30 years of homelessness. Homelessness and schizophrenia. How many fucking more tests can you fucking cram up my fucking asshole? I shouldn't say that. Now I fucking jinxed myself. Yeah. Fucking. But you know what I mean? There is a point. Give a fucking dude a break. Yeah. Fuck. Oh my god, that's my that's my official fuck off. I want a break card. Yeah, like fuck. 
Oh my god! You know what? I can't. That's I cannot handle that. That would be too much for me. Nah, that's too much. Like that's pretty bad. Yeah. Oh lord. So yeah, someone they raised a hundred. Oh sorry, a hundred thousand and seven hundred dollars. Oh, of course for for Popo. Uh, so when he was able to talk with police, he told them that Eugene approached him initially in a friendly manner. Okay. But then his mood darkened as he went on to complain about not being able to score at the festival. Wow, I can't think why any lady wouldn't want to go home with you. Like, you would seem like a great catch. Yeah. Popo says that Rudy was, quote, souped up on something. (laughs) I love that he still uses those old vagrant terms. (laughs) (laughs) When you take the man out of the cardboard box. He then started telling... Popo, that everyone was going to die. Okay. You know when you're, you're talking to someone at a party you've never met before? Yeah. And like you're like, oh, we'll just have get to know you. Just, you know, you're meeting people in the room and there's a moment where you're like, oh, they're fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see why no one's talking to you. Yeah, this is like, like Popo's like, oh, I'm just going to refill my drink. Bye. <laughs> uh, so he started telling Popo that everyone was going to die. He then accused Popo. Of stealing his Bible. Okay. Then, without warning, launched his attack angry about his Bible. Because nothing says good Christian fellow (laughs) than eating another man's face for your Bible. There is that secret section of the Bible that not many of us have read. (laughs) Yeah, that special flat bit up the back. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a Mad Magazine (gasps) fold-in. It's like, oh, Jesus, what was he really talking about? Thou shalt eat the face of anyone that steals thou's Bible. <laughs> wow, it got really dark in here, God. <laughs> Jesus. What were you thinking? Oh, Lord. So, yeah, without warning, he launched his attack. Like I said, he lost his nose, his forehead, his cheeks, his eyebrows, his left eye, uh, and his right eye was damaged. He underwent numerous surgeries to repair the damage to his face. But I guess there is a positive outline to this story, to the crowd. How? While he was hospitalised for these months, they were able to get him on medication to manage his schizophrenia. Oh, good. They had to then put him on a rigorous course of rehabilitation where he was now obviously – he is an old man who, for the first time in his life, is blind. Oh. So now he le- needs to learn how to do things like that every person who goes blind, just, you know, things that we take for granted, how to dress yourself, you yeah. know, how to, like, cross a room and not, you know, fall over things. And as well, because that, you know, his lips had been eaten off, he had to learn how to eat again. Yeah, not much soup on the menu for this dude. Mm-hmm. So, while in rehabilitation, he put on 50 pounds or 23 kilos. There you go. And, yeah, learned how to dress, feed himself, shower and shave. Literally the only bit left of him was his beard. This is like the shittiest version of that video that went viral on the internet a few years ago where they found that radio voice guy begging on the side of the road. He's just no. like, I'm from KLFM, and you have yourself a golden Sunday morning. And they're like, this guy's got an amazing voice. Let's chuck him on radio. Yeah. And he was like homeless for 20 years, and then radio guy's got his voice back. 
Oh. But yeah, he didn't have to get his fucking face, face eaten, eaten off. Didn't yeah. Fuck. So <laughs> he was gra- when all of this was completed, he was actually granted permission to stay at the rehabilitation medical facility indefinitely. Oh. Because he literally only had the street to He's go to. Got his forever home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's very sad. And uh, while he was in rehabilitation, he learned how to play the guitar. If anyone could learn the blues, <laughs> it's old No Face Johnson over there. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, if anybody has got anything to have the fucking blues about. Yeah. It kind of puts like, oh, my girlfriend left me and my dog's, you know, my, my, my car's not working. Kind of puts it into perspective, you whingy bitch. <laughs> yep. Still got your face? Good. Shut the fuck up then. We <laughs> <laughs> can carry on jog on, mate. <laughs> oh my But it is so it's it's not even just like poor Popo. Like uh, obviously it's Officer Ramirez. Yeah. And can we talk about the poor cyclist? Yeah. Just going out for he's probably fucking like just go for a bike ride. It'll be good for you, they said. Yeah. You'll get my mind off things, they said. Oh Jesus. Fucking hell. Yep. Yep. Exercise is fucking bad for you, man. I've been saying it for years. Oh, Lord. So, uh, after the incident, (laughs) um, the police decided that they did a search on Rudy's car, which had been impounded when it was found by the side of the the road. Yeah, with the Hansel and Gretel trail of clothes. (laughs) Yeah. Leading to a fucking cannibal feast. Yeah. So, they searched his vehicle. And all they found were five recently emptied water bottles. Okay. That's a very thirsty man. Yes. And his Bible. Oh, for fuck's sake. He owes Popo an apology. He really does. Rudy's longtime friends, Bobby and Joe, still can't believe Rudy was responsible. (laughs) They say, I saw the video and that's not Rudy, Bobby said. Physically, it was Rudy, but mentally, that was not Rudy. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we, we've all had friends where we're just like, no. Yeah. Can't, no. He's yeah. not a cannibal. Yeah. Like, what? He wouldn't walk five miles naked and eat a man. To be honest, if the news camera showed up at my door and they're like, you know what? <laughs> John? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't walk five miles. <laughs> but naked and eat somebody? I'd be like, well, I kind of have my suspicions, to be honest. Did he think the? I'd be like, did he think the apocalypse had started? <laughs> <laughs> he was just doing what he had to to survive, man. There's a bear giving blowjobs on the side of the road. <laughs> Said something about the apocalypse. <laughs> He's the best prophet ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine your cult? Oh. oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. Oh. That'd be a pretty fucking good cult. <laughs> you know what? I've heard it worse, to yeah. be honest. I have heard it worse. Oh, no. So, police, would you believe, for some reason, believed Rudy was on some kind of drug? No. I know. No. But just what? They didn't know. I've got about ten guesses. During the autopsy, once you get past the human flesh in his teeth, uh, a lot of human flesh in his teeth. Yeah. Although it was found there wasn't uh, there wasn't any in his stomach. 
So he wasn't actually eating the flesh. He was ripping it off. Just and, chewing it. Yeah. Like face gum. Which makes it kind of worse if you're yeah. not going to eat it. So like, much worse. Yeah, don't poke at your food if you're not going to eat it. Like someone else could eat it. Um, <laughs> so when they did the autopsy, they said pills that were not completely digested were found in his stomach, but police have no idea what the pills are. Eugene's friends say he wasn't a drunk, uh, a drug addict or a drinker. Yeah. <clears throat> and they said it had to be some sort of drug that somebody must have slipped on him because Rudy wouldn't so much as pop a Tylenol pill. Wouldn't take a Tylenol. It's like, why are you smoking weed but you're worried about a Tylenol? That's Do you know what I mean? Weird, yeah. Like, mm, mm. just... That's weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the other question is, just what was Rudy's big secret that he wanted to tell everybody before he died? Dr. Bruce Goldberger, who was the director of toxicology at the University of Florida, when asked about what possible drug could have driven Rudy to this, yeah, Dr. Bruce Goldberger said... <clears throat> Maybe a little defensively. <laughs> we are not incompetent. <laughs> we have the tools, we have the sophistication and know-how, but the field is evolving so rapidly, it is hard for us to keep track. It's almost as if it's a race we can never win. Okay. That's what you want to hear from the police. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've... If history has taught us nothing else, it's that this is going to be a long race. You would best pack snacks. <laughs> so, yeah, they could not identify any any drugs that were in his system. Now, the other thing that they found out afterwards was because at first they went, well, clearly there's no relation between, you know, Eugene and Popa. No. It's clearly no relation. This was just a random attack. Yeah. But it turns out. Through the seven degrees of separation, Popo and Eugene had actually met. Really? When the church that Eugene was a member of, a few years previously, had done some volunteer work at a homeless shelter where they had provided uh, food and clothing, one of the gentlemen that Eugene had provided assistance and clothing to was Popo. There you go. Small world. Small world, seven degrees of separation. (laughs) Can you imagine? And then a part of me is like, I wonder if he remembers, like, Eugene. I'm pretty sure he fucking remembers him. (laughs) Well, do do not. He's the guy that ate my face. After the second time. But as he's, like, launching at your face, you're like... Like, is this the guy who gave me the hot dog? Like, <laughs> sometimes you're like, I can place a person, but I can't figure it. Like, and you wouldn't think, oh, the man eating my face. Oh, he's that man who gave me those slacks. <laughs> I really like those slacks. Like, they were quite comfortable. Lots of, lots of ballroom. I mean, but I mean, that's Miami. Apparently, it's smaller than you realize. There you go. Everybody's met everybody. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't have anything that we can learn from this because I don't no. think anybody learned anything. Just fucking don't ride your bicycle for exercise. 
hip hop is not the worst thing to happen in Miami. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just beware of people giving you free slacks. <laughs> if you see a naked guy walking along a causeway, yeah, he's hungry. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, if you take nothing else from this podcast, I think that's golden words. If you are approached at any stage by a naked man, yeah, um, just, just, just run away. Yeah, just, just, just put yourself in a different locale to the naked man. Yeah, and perhaps, yeah. perhaps be fairly specific with the police. Yeah, when you're saying he's eating another person. Yeah. Well, I mean. But see, that's it. Maybe the point was like, oh my god, he's like, oh my god, there's like, there's because he probably would have been like, oh my god, there's one homeless man eating another homeless man. They probably thought, you know, it was you. <laughs> they probably never thought he was literally eating the other man. Yeah. Like, how do you getting a bit of free range throat sausage? Yeah. Yeah. No. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> I guess you're you're stressed. You don't think to be like, look, I want you to like, I'm going to quote this very specific. Yeah. When I say he's eating, I mean eating. Like Masticating. Not in, not in the biblical sense. Yeah. Like eating. Not like in a fictitious, this is the blood of Christ. Yeah. Like eating. Devouring. Like, yeah. Like a corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a fat kid on a corn dog. Oh, fuck. What a bleak story. I know. Yay. Um, I think that goes with our first Titanic and now this and there's. Yeah. Just, I'm going to have nightmares. Just remember, God will give you no more grief than what you can endure. Jesus Christ. Fuck. Dick move. God, dick move. Dick move. I don't know why we have to go through that. Why can't it all be like fucking lollipops and ponies? It is for some white people. That Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Literally. Yeah, I know. Not us. We're the wrong kind. <laughs> Oh, my God, we're so down at the bottom of the pool. But still, we're lucky to be in this pool. Yeah, my plan to climb the social economic ladder is to suck dicks in the apocalypse. Yeah. Oh, my God. If we were in any other pool than the pool we were in, we would have been fucking shot by law enforcement fucking years ago. There's no way we would have got away with the shit that we got away with. That is very true. Yeah. So, on a happy note, just just, just remember to unionize. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get to that happy kingdom in the sky and look at the dick (laughs) i got nothing no you don't i'm (laughs) pressing stop now this is a travesty yeah